What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Tuesday, January 19th, man. Hopefully, all you guys are having a nice start to your week. Hopefully, all you guys have an even better rest of your week, man. May you guys continue to get better each and every single day, continue to be productive, and just continue to push toward whatever you want in this life, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. Just keep pushing in the right direction, man. Of course, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, man. So please wash your hands as much as possible to keep COVID-19 from getting on your hands and especially your face. Anytime you're in a public area or public setting and there's a lot of people around, a large group crowd or gathering, please wear a mask. And then when you're by yourself, take it off and go about your day. And of course, the most important thing, if you have any type of sunlight or sunshine wherever you are at on the globe, please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays, aka sunlight on your skin because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list, man. I hope all you guys are just doing good out there mentally, physically, and spiritually. Just keep being and trying to be the best version of yourself. Try and get better each and every single day. Even if it's only 1%, I promise you, growth every day is going to get you to be your best self. You should always strive to be your best self. You should strive to just be everything that you want to be because I promise you, when you elevate, when you put yourself in the right mindset, you can accomplish anything. So just keep doing what you got to do, man. Of course, we're still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We're still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. We're still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're still going to demand justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or police murderings. It needs to stop. Point blank, period, man. Before I get into today's topic at hand, I just want to send my love and my prayers and my positive energy to CJ McCullum, man. CJ McCollum, I didn't actually see what the exact injury was. I think they said it was a hairline fracture in his wrist or his leg. I forget. Forgive me. But he's hurt. He's going to be out for, I believe they said, the next month or something like that. He was on pace to finally. Think about this. CJ McCollum was finally on pace to make his first All-Star appearance. And that just sounds crazy. CJ McCollum, as good as he's been for his entire career, has never made an All-Star game. That also shows just how talented the NBA is. But that's saying a lot because the Western Conference is stacked. And so I kind of understand it. But that's just crazy, man. CJ McCollum has had some really good years. But this year, he was playing his best career so far, or his best career season so far, even though the Blazers are kind of struggling defensively. But CJ was getting to it. So we're hoping he's able to heal back, get better, and things like that. I was super glad to see John Morant last night playing, or yesterday uh, afternoon, excuse me, playing against the Phoenix Suns. He had some big time plays. He had a nasty layup to win the game, and he also had a big time uh, charge that he took on CP3 to win the game as well. Shout out to Xavier Tillman, who of course spent the last three seasons at Michigan State, and now yesterday he was starting for the Memphis Grizzlies, and he's playing in crunch time minutes against the Philadelphia 76ers and against the Suns last night. So that was really exciting to see for me myself because I am a Michigan State fan. But talking about last night's game, MLK Day was yesterday. Hopefully all you guys had a nice MLK Day. But the game I want to talk about, who a lot of people are saying could potentially be the Eastern Conference Finals preview, which I also agree with. I don't know exactly if it's going to be that because I'm still not completely sold on the Milwaukee Bucks, even though I do like what they have. But last night, The Brooklyn Nets beat Milwaukee, of course, without Kyrie Irving, who looks like he will be returning and joining the team again sometime this upcoming week. But they won, the Nets did, by a score of 125 to 123 in Brooklyn. James Harden had 34 points, 12 assists, and 6 rebounds. Kevin Durant 
had 30 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds, and he had the game-winning 3 off a really good assist coming from James Harden, man. But before I actually talk about this game for a little bit and how these two teams match up, Kevin Durant right now is averaging 30 points per game. I think he's averaging like 30.5 points per game to be exact. This dude is on a mission. 6'11", he still has a mean crossover. Of course, he's just returning from that Achilles injury in 2019. Kevin Durant is a different breed. Please appreciate Kevin Durant while we have him. I don't care how you feel about him when he left Oklahoma City to join the Warriors back in the day. It does not matter. What he is doing on the court is simply remarkable. You can legitimately legitimately make a case that he is currently the best player in the world right now. I love LeBron James, and I personally think LeBron is the best player in the world, but we cannot undervalue what Kevin Durant is currently doing. His crossover, his ability to get to any spot without any problems, just to pull up from anywhere. His jump shot is automatic, and he's averaging, again, 30 points per game right now. That is absolutely insane. And with James Harden, who just played his second game for the Brooklyn Nets last night, they are now 2-0. Their first game, they beat the Orlando Magic. KD had 42. Harden had a 30-point triple-double. And I'm actually loving what I'm seeing from the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash, with Mike D'Antoni's assistance, are doing a wonderful job of running offense for him. Because majority of the points that James Harden got last night, even though some of them were in isolation situations, he got a lot of buckets you know, inside of the Brooklyn Nets offense. That's really good to see playing off the ball. I love the fact that they're playing him at point guard. And honestly, when Kyrie Irving does return, I feel like he should probably keep James Harden. Steve Nash, that is, keep James Harden at the point guard position. I think it works wonderfully. He's playing selfless. He's not being selfish whatsoever. He's being calm. The only time he really gets super aggressive is when He's playing with the Brooklyn Nets second unit because, of course, they're not the most talented bench in the world with players like Bruce Brown and a couple other different players. But nonetheless, though, I love what I'm seeing from the Brooklyn Nets so far. They do need to get better defensively, and they did have some big-time performances from Bruce Brown last night. Joe Harris played pretty good alongside Jeff Green, who had some tough buckets and played some pretty good defense on Giannis alongside DeAndre Jordan. They did a really good job of guarding Giannis last night, but... I love what I'm seeing offensively from them. They are doing a lot of really good things. They're going to continue to get better. Of course, this is a shortened 72-game season, but this team has a lot to work with. Again, I would still try and get a free agent and pick up another big man to try and get some depth and to get some height and length in there because you don't want Kevin Durant to be guarding post players all the time. But nonetheless, though, They are doing a lot of good things. It's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate Kyrie back into the fold. But I do think it's going to ultimately end up working because Kyrie, even though Kyrie isn't a better passer than James Harden, Kyrie is still a really good passer. He's still a really good overall playmaker, just like James Harden. James Harden is a better passer, in my opinion. But James Harden can also go just like Kyrie can. And I feel like if they put Kyrie at the shooting guard, you don't have to worry about Kyrie trying to get you assists. Because Kyrie, he's going to score whenever. But if you know he gets into a situation where he's getting double teamed or he feels like he has to pass the ball to get an assist, he's going to make that play. So I'm not worried about them being selfish. But defensively, they knew they do need to get much better. But again, it's a long season left. I expect them to be better. And honestly, 
I gotta give a lot of credit to DeAndre Jordan. Again, he did re- he played really good defense on Giannis last night. Overall, he was pretty good offensively. He had a couple big time hustle plays. I wasn't mad at his performance. I do think it's gonna take for him to get better when the playoffs come around. But right now, he's definitely playing some pretty solid basketball. But for the Milwaukee Bucks, because I do think that the Milwaukee Bucks could possibly win. A championship this year. I'm not saying that they're better than the Nets. I'm not saying that they're better than the Lakers. I think both those teams are actually better than the Bucks. But the Bucks do have a realistic shot at winning the NBA Finals, and I'm gonna tell you guys why. First and foremost, they are the best team in the NBA when it comes to defense that matches up with the Brooklyn Nets. Even though the Nets did not have Kyrie Irving last night. The Milwaukee Bucks have a lot of good players that are good on defense. Most importantly is their big three. If you guys get a chance, please go watch last night's game again and look at the defense that Drew Holiday was playing, not only on James Harden, but on Kevin Durant as well. Drew Holiday is a pit bull on defense. He is that guy on the defensive end. He was harassing James Harden and Kevin Durant last night. Like, he guarded both those guys better than Giannis did and better than Chris Middleton did. And Chris Middleton is a really good defensive player. But that just shows you how good that Drew Holiday is. And it's actually funny because on J.J. Reddick's podcast, Kevin Durant was on there and he said that Drew Holiday is the best perimeter defensive player in the entire NBA. And I think that's true. Like, Drew Holiday is different. Like, Think about how many, it's not too many players in the league that can force Kevin Durant into tough shots, but Drew Holiday was doing that consistently last night. That shows you how valuable he is. And honestly, I feel like Giannis signed his his super max extension with the Bucks because they got a player like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is this good. I've been trying to tell you guys, just because he was playing in New Orleans, he wasn't getting a lot of coverage. He wasn't getting a lot of love. But now he's playing with the Bucks, who of course have a two-time MVP. He's on national TV more often times than not. He's going to get that sunshine. He's going to get that love. He's going to get that attention. He is super valuable. Now, on the other end, I have to say this. I truly believe, and just overall, I truly believe that Drew Holiday is the best player on the Milwaukee Bucks. Why do I say that? One, he has a deeper scoring bag than Giannis. Giannis, as much as as he's super fun to watch, he's a big-time athlete. He gets to the cup. He draws fouls, all that good stuff. Even though he misses free throws, he struggles to shoot. Nonetheless, though, Giannis is really good at just straight-line drives. Giannis should honestly be playing the power forward more than he plays the point guard. Like, that's just how I feel about it. Drew can not only play the point guard and the shooting guard, but he can make plays for everybody else. He can score from anywhere. And again, he's a defensive pit bull. Now, the game did come down to the final shot last night and Mike Budenholzer drew up a really good play for Chris Middleton and the shot went halfway in and halfway out. But me personally, as good as Chris Middleton is, and Chris Middleton once in a while can be really, really clutch in the NBA. He's more often not clutch than he is clutch in certain games. But nonetheless, he is still a pretty good clutch player. But Drew Holiday is the clutchest player on the Milwaukee Bucks. I promise you, he is built for those moments. If you don't make him the number one scoring option on the team, which again, I think should be the case for the Bucks, then you need to make Drew your go-to guy in Milwaukee. And I understand why Mike Boonholzer isn't doing that because you don't want to break chemistry. You've, you've had Chris Middleton. You've had Giannis. It's technically, in quote-unquote, their team. 
But if you want to win games, if you want to get to the NBA Finals, you need to make Drew Holiday that go-to guy in crunch time. Man, he's super patient with the ball. He's aggressive. He loves to draw contact and draw fouls. He's good at getting to the free throw line. He gets and ones. Drew Holiday is that guy. I promise you. It's the same thing as going back to 2019 when Jimmy Butler was a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. They had a playoff run where they got to the second round. Of course, they were the only team that season to take the NBA champion Toronto Raptors to seven games. And Jimmy Butler was the closer for that team. Instead of giving the ball to Joel Embiid, which Brett Brown was the head coach they were used to doing, they would give the ball to Jimmy Butler Turn him into the point guard and say, Jimmy, we need you to get us a bucket. Go back and watch it. Jimmy in the fourth quarter, Ben Simmons would give him the ball and Ben Simmons would go to the block and Jimmy will be playing point guard trying to create a bucket for the Sixers. They need to do that in Milwaukee. If Mike Budenholzer wants to keep his job, I promise you, give the ball to Drew Hade and good things are going to happen more often times than not. And again, last night was just one game. You're going to have... Plenty of different scenarios like last night where you're going to have last second shots in the regular season. And you can go to Giannis, you can go to Chris Middleton, or you can go to Drew Holiday. They need to experiment with giving the ball to Drew Holiday, not only in the clutch, but also throughout the rest of the game as well. Throughout the first and third quarters, involve him in the offense more. I promise you, good things will happen. Drew Holiday is super valuable. He's one of the most complete players in the entire NBA. He is that good, man. I'm telling you, Bucks fans, I don't even think Bucks fans understand because they love Giannis so much, but just trust me, man. Drew is that dude. Good things will happen. He will help lead the Bucks to the promised land, but Mike Budenholzer has to realize that because if he doesn't, you're going to have to keep living and dying with Giannis, and you don't want to do that because, again, Giannis struggles from the free throw line. Obviously, he struggles from the three-point line, and he's okay in the mid-range game, even though I will say he does look like he's more comfortable playing in the mid-range. He's still not where he needs to be in that department, man, but I'm telling you, Drew Holiday is that guy, but I like what the Nets are doing. The Nets are very solid. They got they, They're a really good team. I just need to see more, especially on that defensive end. They got to pick it up. But again, that is what the rest of the season is for. Now, I want to talk about Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant is a guy that this past offseason, you know, he went from playing with the Denver Nuggets this past season or last season, excuse me, in the bubble. And then he leaves and he he's now a member of the Detroit Pistons. And I know the Pistons are currently last place in the Eastern Conference. But do not understate, I cannot understate what Jeremy Grant is currently doing for the for as a member of the Detroit Pistons. He is hooping right now. Last season on the Nuggets, he averaged 12 points per game. This season, as a member of the Pistons, he's averaging double that plus one. That's 25 points per game alongside six rebounds per game. And he's averaging 2.5 assists per game. If you don't know who Jeremy Grant is, he's from the state of Maryland. His uncle is Horace Grant. His father is Harvey Grant, who both played in the NBA. His brother is Jaron Grant, who played a brief stint in the NBA with the Chicago Bulls, went to Notre Dame. And Jeremy, it's actually funny, I watched him play in college. He went to Syracuse. He was an Orangeman. He played under Jim Beheim. He was a really good role player for a few years. And then he turned into the lead player for, I believe, like one season. He might have been the second option for one season, but he was just a really, really solid player. And honestly, I never seen him, I never thought he would develop into the player that he is today because he was drafted in 2014, he was a second round pick, 39th overall, 
He was drafted by the 76ers. He gets traded to Oklahoma City where he plays a few years there. And then, of course, last season he played with Denver. And now he's on the Pistons. And if you watched him play so far this season, he is the number one go-to guy in their offense. And he is killing. Like, if you didn't know the reason why he left Denver to join the Pistons is because he wanted to bet on himself and he wanted an expanded role in the offense. Because let's be honest, he was not going to be a number one or even a number two option in Denver playing alongside the Joker and Jamal Murray. But in Detroit, where they just lost Christian Wood, who was pretty much their number one offense last year, you now have a dude that's stepping in and taking over. And look, Jeremy Grant is playing phenomenal. He's hitting mid-range shots. He's, of course, dunking on players. He's rebounding. He's making plays for teammates. He's scoring from three. He, he just looks like a much improved player, man. Like, he honestly might end up winning that award, but he's hooping, man. Like, you got to give him a lot of credit. Dwayne Casey is clearly instilling a lot of confidence is to, into his game, and he's not taking the situation for granted. He's taking every opportunity, and he's maximizing that, and his stock is only going to continue to rise. He's getting better. It looks like every single game, like, the, the Pistons are really competing and another thing too is the city of Detroit when it comes to their sports teams and their sports franchises they have not done a good job by their people they have not done enough to supply their fan bases with good talent like the Lions the Detroit Lions I don't even want to talk about them because they've been bad for forever even though they've had players like Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford and Darius Slay but the Pistons it's weird because they've always been or I won't say they've always been bad of course they got you know, a rich history with Isaiah Thomas and the bad boys. And of course they got, you know, the uh, the bad boys 2.0 with Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups and, and all those guys. But now it's like they've, the past, I want to say decade, they've had guys, uh, they've had talent that they've just let walk away from Tobias Harris, Lou Kennard last season, Christian Wood last season. You see what he's doing for the Houston Rockets. They just have really good players. Langston Galloway. It's been a, a ton of players that have gone through Detroit and they haven't stayed there. They've gone on to better opportunities and they maximize those opportunities. But to see a guy step into the fold like Jeremy Grant is and taking over and again, averaging 25 points per game, that's really good to see. And I don't mind them not having the worst record in the Eastern Conference. Like, yes, the Pistons, they need to get a lot better when it comes to drafting talent and getting in the mix and trying to trade for players. Even though I, I will say this, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Stewart. And I do like um, Sadiq Bey, who they drafted out of Villanova as well. They drafted pretty good this past uh, draft class, so I'm not mad at that. But again, man, a lot of credit to Jeremy Grant. He's making the most of his opportunity. And he's just doing it big. Like, you got to give him a lot of credit. He bet on himself. He's a young black man that bet on himself. And again, the Nuggets had an opportunity where they could have offered him a four-year, $60 million deal. But instead, he turned that down. And he signed pretty much the same contract except one year off of that with the Detroit Pistons. He signed a three-year, $60 million deal. So you're getting one last year, but you're getting the same amount of money. And you're the number one option on a team. That's a really good deal for Jeremy Grant, man. I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. I hope he continues to have a breakout season like he's continuing to have. And he just looks special. Like He looks like he's super comfortable in the NBA. He looks super comfortable running an offense. And he's playing really good team basketball from, from all the other players that they have, like Derrick Rose. Of course, sadly, Killian Hayes just got hurt. Sadly, it looked like Blake Griffin got hurt last night. But all around, like 
Jeremy Grant is doing everything. Of course, he's a menace defensively. I know he got a shot block last night for the you know potential you know game winner with, with Bam out of bio guarding him. But nonetheless, he's playing really good basketball, man. You've got to give him a lot of credit. You gotta tip your hat to Jeremy Grant. Continue to hoop, continue to shock the world, and just go crazy. Like he he's playing phenomenal basketball. Again, a dude that was drafted in the second round is now a first option on an NBA team. It's not a lot of guys that can say that. Like it, it just simply is not. Like a lot of guys cannot say that. Isaiah Thomas is a guy that comes to mind, but outside of that, like a second round pick is the number one option for an NBA team. Really think about that. Really let that sit on your mind, man. So again, all love and all respect to Jeremy Grant for betting on yourself and doubling down and making the most of your opportunities, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys if you made this far. As always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist featured alongside a whole bunch of other really talented writers slash blogger slash journalists. I just yesterday, today on Nuts and Bolts Sports dropped an article on Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars who are now currently the eighth ranked team in the nation. Go check that out. Again, we are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow us, like our stuff, retweet our stuff. You know, for all your sports news and needs, I promise you, Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you guys. And I'm also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really good podcast hosters and content creators so please go check us out on our sports podcast network as well man as always this has been another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the podcast you guys have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day i will talk to you guys soon stay safe out here and as always peace Love and blessings gone.